Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that can't choose which reality to stay in. It's the Noobs and the Whovian, or is it? Wait, what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And And we're we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And and two two sons sons who who haven't. So welcome to episode 71, covering series 5, episode 7, Amy's Choice. This is the one where the Doctor, Amy, and Rory are trapped by the Dream Lord between two competing realities. They have to choose which one is real, and in the end, it's Amy's choice. She chooses Rory! Remember that one? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Story number 208, originally airing May 15th, uh, 2010, to 7.55 million viewers. Just slowly dropping down. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit lower than last week, I think. Uh, this one was written by Simon Nye. This was his only Doctor Who credit to date okay. as, of, as of October 2019 when we were recording this. Is he related to Bill Nye? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only Simon thought. Simon Nye, the writer guy. Uh, this was also <laughs> directed by... Guy. Was that? The, the one-off writer guy. The one-off writer guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's written lots of other things. Uh, nothing else for Doctor Who. But only one-offs. That's right. And they do one episode per show. Thank you very much. Uh, This was directed by Catherine Mooreshead. Under miscellaneous trivia, this was the first episode to have the companion's first name in the title since Rose. So we had Amy's Choice. This is the first time since Rose. Now, of course, we got Martha's last name in Smith Smith and Jones. Jones. Yeah. But this was the first uh, instance of the first name going in. So under the news segment, Corbin, you want to take this one away, buddy? This was you. Uh, I don't remember where I saw this or when I saw this. I think it was the like... The internet. The internet. <laughs> Indeed. I think it was like last Wednesday. I saw an article that said a bunch of college students worked together to restore an old episode of Doctor Who, which is always great. And, uh... And this, so, so this was a lost episode, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm still slightly confused how they did this. I think they had a script... Yeah. And they just refilmed and right. revoiced it. Mm. They got a the guy that voices the Daleks right now, which yeah. is amazing. Is yeah. it animated or did they? No, no, no this this was live action. Oh. It was like film students in college, oh. so they made this thing, I guess, for a project or and, just because. Uh, so it's a Dalek episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they got the guy Corbin. What's the guy's name? can't think of his name all of a sudden i don't remember but they they got the the guy they who does the, the voice of the daleks currently mm-hmm. uh in new who to actually voice it so um that, is that he the same awesome. uh guy that has done the daleks for all new who or is it new for uh no 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 this i think it's all 13 new no, 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 no 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 this this is the guy who's been it's the same guy that's been doing it since 2005 mm, okay. yeah. yeah definitely not old classic who or whatever I, I don't think so i don't think he was mm-hmm. he was around back then so uh, Corbin, you want to tell them the most interesting thing about this episode of Doctor Who that they recreated? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, who did they get to play the Doctor? No one. Because Why is that? The Doctor isn't in this one. It's a Doctor Who episode with no Doctor. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we've had that before. Wait, no, no, because we saw no, him a bit. We've had at Doctor the end. Light. Yeah. Where he only appears occasionally, and and or maybe just at the beginning and just at the end or something. Yeah. But this is. The Doctor does not appear. They did not have to cast the Doctor. At all. Because he did not so, appear at all in this episode. 
was it just like one companion or was it multiple companions? Do you remember uh, you know, which doctor it is? I don't know. I think it was it was a first doctor episode, right? Yeah, it was. It was like nineteen sixty three or four. They, I mean, it was an early one. Uh-huh. Who'd they get to play all of them though? Because uh, isn't there oh, like three companions? Uh, well, it, it was just a bunch of college stu- uh, students who got together. Was it college film students? Was that the was that the deal? Or I imagine, yeah, because yeah. I mean they redid this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. and they're they're actually uh, pushing it out. I think through like the official BBC page is, mm. is like is like kind yeah. of backing them on this now, right? So, like, is it multiple episodes or is it just one? It's probably multiple episodes. Yeah, because I think they did the whole know. story, didn't they? Yeah. But did they do it in one specific episode, or did they release it how it would have been released? I don't know. Well, I do it, know that what they're going to do is they're, yeah. the reason it's going to... It's it's not released yet, yeah. so October 9th at 5.50 uh, British Summertime, not Standard Time. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. British Summertime, okay. Yeah, so I think that's, that's like six hours ahead of us, I think. Okay. But uh, they're going to be premiering it on like the Doctor Who YouTube channel or something. Mm. Uh, so October 9th at uh-huh. uh, 5.50 British Summertime. And uh, so yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's the official Doctor Who channel that's going to be premiering it. And the reason that it's premiering at 5.50 British Standard Time on October 9th is because that's when that episode was originally aired. Am I right about that? Oh. Yeah, in like 1963. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So so quite a long, quite a long time. Was it the same between. like? day or just the same time it, uh, no it's october 9th which yeah. is oh, why wow. it's premiering on a wednesday yeah like in the middle of school so mm. so it was probably like it. a saturday or something in 1963 whenever Dr. Yeah. used to come on so uh cool stuff there and corbin was was saying you know we, we ought to maybe try and catch that or something so the cool thing about it though is i'm assuming it's going to premiere on youtube but then it'll just be on youtube so yeah, yeah. Uh, is once, it going to be like a live thing or is it gonna i yeah, think premieres are weird because yeah. i think it's pre-recorded and then it acts like a live video yeah. so mm. like you can go there and you'll see a countdown and then it'll come on so it's like watching old school tv where if you're watching it now, everyone that's watching it is watching it, you know, right then with mm. you at the same second. And I think it even has like a chat function. And oh, whatnot, I'm sure it does. So. Yeah, mm. or at least the comments. Yeah, it's weird. But. So uh, we will keep an eye out that on that, and um, let's leave this in the notes. I guess uh, this will happen before we record again. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the ninth. Today's mm-hmm. what the fifth, oh. uh, sixth, sixth. Oh, jeez. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> so at any rate. Uh, we'll leave this in the show notes, and uh, that'll that'll be prompt us to remember to go ahead and include the link to that video next time. So let's yeah. let's track that down next time, guys. Noobs in the Whovian, as always, is brought to you by R Five Website Management, where you can get world class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Now, I want to tell you about something a little bit different than what we normally talk about because we always talk about hosting, domain registration. First of all, what in the world is domain registration, Corbin? Beep. Reason. Uh. <laughs> Why did you have to say my full name? I don't know. You can bleep it out later. Okay. Um, <laughs> Corbin, what is domain registration? Uh, basically buying a website and then Almost. hosting it. Is that not it? What's the domain? See, this is why I'm asking. Uh, a lot I of people don't no know. Idea. A domain. Internet place. A domain is stuff. the website address. Yeah. Mm. Noobsinthehoovian.com is our domain. Also sometimes called uh, an address or a URL, a universal resource locator. <laughs> the more Here's you know. what I want to bring up, okay? Do you own your name.com? 
I actually read an article a little while ago that some millennials are actually, uh, of which I am one, this is not a slam, but some younger <laughs> millennials are choosing baby names based on domain availability. So if they were going to wow. name their kid, you know, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, and then he, they went and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt.com was taken, they'd be like, oh, maybe we'll go with Jimmy at any rate guys uh, the point is you never know what you're going to be doing in life and so you you need to own your your name.com and get that as you know whichever way you want to first first middle last.com first last.com nickname last.com whatever it is whatever you're you're known as you need to to go ahead and buy that because one day you may need to use that I, I bought austinreason.com a while ago. If you go there now, you will find nothing because I still haven't put anything <laughs> there. But there's a guy who beat me to every other punch. He got facebook.com slash austinreason. There's another one out there. He got twitter.com slash austinreason. I think he got my LinkedIn. He got all of them, but he didn't get austinreason.com. I got that. Nice. And so... Um, Other Austin reason out there? That's, that's a right. punch in the face. That. I hope so, you're listening. Yeah. All, that, all that to say... You can do that. You can buy your name.com, whether or not you're ready to open up a website on it. And you can get it at R5 website management right now for $13.99 a year. That's not a sale. That's just how much it costs. $13.99 a year, as much money as you know, you're going to spend at Chipotle or something. <laughs> you can get your name sealed up and that way you've got it. And then later on, what you need is hosting. And hosting is where you actually store all the information for your website. So if you have a domain, you don't have a website, right? You have to have hosting and then you have to put something on that hosting and build your website. And uh, if you need any help with that, give us a, a, give us a, a buzz or, or I'll tell you what, hit us up at r5websitemanagement.com and you can contact us through that. If you need any help getting a website started, that's what we do at R5 Website Management. So we can help you out, um, give you some guidance there, maybe help you out a little bit with social media and all those kinds of things. So go to store.r5websitemanagement.com and go ahead and register your name.com and make sure that you use the code Noobs. at checkout and you'll get 15% off your entire order. So if you use that when you buy just your domain, you'll save 15% off of that domain. So I would recommend holding off and save that coupon for when you buy your hosting and, and save a little bit more money, but you can go ahead and use it any way that you wish. So head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off your entire order and start building your awesome website today. All right, so let's take a look at the cast. Uh, the big thing this time around is the Dream Lord. Now, the Dream Lord is uh, played by that guy. Did y'all look at him? Did y'all recognize him at all? Have y'all no. seen him in stuff? No. Okay, I wasn't sure if y'all would remember him, okay? His name is Toby Jones, and he has been in a bunch of stuff going all the way back to the 90s. The big thing that I thought you guys might remember him from is he is Dr. Arnim Zola from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't even know who Who's that is. Dr. Okay, Arnim so he Zola. worked for the Red Skull. Oh. He's the guy that got oh. turned into the computer. Basically. Oh, yeah. 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 So later on... Yeah, that, is, that was him. Yeah, so later on when you see his face all digitized in the computer screen... That's that's him. That's this guy, Toby Jones. Uh, he also played Claudius Templesmith in The Hunger Games. Um, he is currently playing the librarian in Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which I think oh. is on uh, Netflix. I yeah, think. Netflix. A new show or something. Yeah, yeah it's a, a Based prequel off a to the Dark Crystal movies, I think. More importantly, he is the voice of Dobby. Wow. wow. 
he is the he voice of Dobby. From... Like Dobby huh? Well, not. you know, he's he's doing a, a character. Yeah, uh, when, he's Dobby playing, when he's playing Dobby. But I mean, free. I seriously had to be like, no, that's not the case. Mm. And right. I scrolled through his IMDb, and sure enough, yeah. Did they motion cap him for the role, or is he just the voice? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he's kind of short. I don't he's know just, if he's that short, but I he's kind of short. I didn't dig into it. He's just credited as Dobby. I don't even... I, you know what? I don't remember if he was credited as Dobby or voice of Dobby. I, all of a sudden, oh. I, I can't remember now. Yes. Um, so so that's you know that's his big claim to fame. So it's been a little bit since we had a... Um, Harry Potter. A crossover. Harry Potter crossover. Uh, but But mm. there it is. So... Uh, I'm just going to glance over at his IMDb page, IMDb page real quick, and it's not loading. So we'll we'll. Of okay. course, it's not loading. That's great. It never loads. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, that was that was the big thing to note on the cast. Um, I didn't look into any of the uh, folks from the old folks' home. I don't. Uh, nobody was popping out to me there. Mm. But I knew I knew this guy. So uh, moving on to the checklist. Then we've got the creature of the week is the Echnodyne. Now so hard. Echnodyne is yeah, I know, right? Um, Wait, when did we even get their name? He briefly said it, like mentions it. Yeah, so the Echnodyne are the eyeball creatures that are living in the old people, right? Mm-hmm. So do they all, normally live in people? Hmm? Do they normally live in people? Or is that just that's the thing? We doing? didn't get a lot about them, and to my knowledge, this is the only time we ever see them. Is, is this episode? Mm. So that brings me to my question: Are they real? The doctor seemed to recognize him. And that's what I was wondering about. But it was it was in a dream. But you can have dreams about real things, but also like he said, oh, yeah. a frozen sun. Right. So that yeah, that and was And maybe fake he just recognized it because he was in the dream. Like he said, you can't tell a dream. Yeah. See, that was my question is was he dreaming about a creature that he knew about? Or was or he dreaming about was, a creature that he made up? Right. And, or yeah, yeah, like some part of his subconscious you know, brought it to being, and then he, because he's in the dream and he's part of the dream, he just therefore went, yes, you are the Echnodyne. Remember, he said, a proud and noble people, or an ancient noble people, aren't mm-hmm. they all? Uh, you know, <laughs> let me help you, or whatever. And then they start, uh, as Corbin said, uh, Thanos snapping people. Yeah. <laughs> and gaming everything. Drawing them out, yeah. And, of course, by people, he means, like, Jacksepticeye-looking green eyes coming out of people's <laughs> mouths and oh, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what do you guys think? Do y'all think the Echnodyne are real? I say it's in the middle. Like, I definitely think it could so. either be a combination. <laughs> you say it's in the middle. <laughs> I say it could maybe be a combination or like like half of it was real and the other half wasn't. What half? The humans? <laughs> no, the humans like, were the real half. Like the Echnodyne don't actually live in people or something okay. or the Echnodyne yeah. aren't green or... Okay. Maybe they don't right. dust people, but he just recognized. <laughs> Blip people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it had me wondering. And then I did remember that he did say, you are the Echinodine. He said it during the dream. You're the Echinodine. You're an ancient and proud people and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe they are real. I don't know. And it was just mm. a thought that I had. Uh, bad CGI. Uh, what did you guys think of the eyeballs coming out of the mouth? Honestly, mm. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Pretty freaky. I thought it was, they did a pretty good job. I mean, like, it actually looked like yeah, they were it, in those people's mm-hmm. mouths. So. That, Star Wars when they were opening up their mouth, that looked weird. Like, when yeah, they were like opening that. up their mouth, it, right. it just seemed a bit stretched. Like, their mouths were a bit Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was CGI. Or if those people, old people just knew how to open their mouths really wide. 
Like it didn't Aww. seem like it seemed like right on the edge of possibility. Mm-hmm. Not like we're looking for old people that can open their mouths <laughs> really wide and don't have any teeth. <laughs> and also, when they that could hold a softball in their mouth potentially. Uh, so yeah, um, that was uh, Corbin. You said the the star, the cold yeah. star, was was pretty good. I don't think that was too bad. Okay. Yeah, that that was good. Because there were several shots of it. And they all yeah. looked pretty mm-hmm. decent. Pretty so good. like, oh, what is happening? There? Also, like when the TARDIS was flying towards it and it got frozen, that looked good. I don't know oh, if that was oh, CGI yeah. or not. Yeah, like the ice crystals. Yeah, from, yeah, no, 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 no. That, that that's nice. exactly what that was. Yeah. So, uh, we didn't get any Geronimos this go around. It's been a lot, been a little while. Been a little quiet on the old Geronimo front. Uh, under Jiggery Pokery for the TARDIS, um, not uh, not Jiggery Pokery really, but just a TARDIS miscellany here. Uh, and I think Jared mentioned uh, is going to mention this later on, but he he says that he threw the instruction manual into a supernova because he disagreed with it. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I he love that. Disagreed with it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, this is the instruction manual. You're wrong, manual. instruction right. manual. Well, I mean, you saw the way he, he reacted when uh, uh, um, River, River was telling him what to do. Right. right. That's because uh, you have the brakes on. You know, they're blue boringers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, like even though she obviously knew how to handle it better than he did. No. Um, there's also this was just a, a little tidbit that was on there. There's an inscription when he is under the control panel and he remember he, he like um, he goes to open up a box and he like rips the handle off or mm-hmm. something. And then he opens it up and there's like an egg beater thing in there. Uh-huh. Uh, on that box, there's an inscription, and I don't know who found this out, if this <laughs> came up in an interview later, but it was on the Wikia. There's an inscription on the box that says, TARDIS, Time and Relative Dimension in Space, Build Site, Gallifrey Black Hole Shipyard, Type 40, Build Date, 1963, which which I thought was interesting, uh, authorized for use by qualified Time Lords only by the Shadow Proclamation. Misuse or theft of any TARDIS will result in extreme penalties and permanent exile. Isn't that what happened to him? That's exactly what. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he got exiled uh, for. But they had a forced regeneration. Yeah, there's all kinds of. He's always in trouble with the Time Lords. He Mm -hmm. and the Time Lords are never quite getting along. Despite being a Time Lord himself. But whatever. You know, there's there's that. Hey, guys. Huh? No crack. Huh? Is it going away? No mention of it. Well, this whole thing was a dream. Why would there be the crack? There was. This was a whole dream. That is true. Eventually, we got out of it. Yeah. Eventually, we you know we were out of the out of the the dream completely. But and then it just kind of. Why would it show a crack after the adventure already happened? Like if the crack had nothing to do with the adventure. That's exactly what they did when they went and met up with the Dalek in in the UK and Winston Churchill and everything. Remember they left and the crack was in the wall. That was the only mention we got of it that episode. So it just nothing, nothing at all. So this episode, <clears throat> this episode, like functionally falls into the category of what's called a bottle episode. We've talked about this idea before, where mm-hmm. like you, you, you know, the you come the, up with a story, you get stuck in a room, you know, oh. for whatever reason, and so the story takes place. It's like it's taking place in a bottle, you know, like you're in this one little area. And the That's reason true. they do that is it's cheaper. Yeah. You don't have to build sets. You don't bring in any guest stars. You just use your existing cast. It's supposed to be a cheaper episode. So yeah, this they is... built two sets for this one. Right? right, right. So, I mean, on this one, they're like, they never leave the TARDIS. And the only people who are actually in the episode are the three main characters. But in in real world terms, 
they did a location shot. They had to jack up the TARDIS and cover it with fake frost and snow and crap. They had a guest star, a, a pretty big one. They had like all the other side characters. They had little kids. So, I mean, it's like, you know, functionally, it, it's, it's all, it's, technically a bottle episode because they an were expensive always in the bottle episode. but yeah and but yeah real world it was like just a normal episode you know but wasn't I mean? the tardis also a dream world so technically no but, yeah, they, but were they were in yeah, they were having a dream about being in a tardis and inside of that dream they had another dream and it swapped between those two dreams it was technically the same dream right so <sighs> i bring that up to say this episode is also like a bottle episode in that it kind of ignores the rest of the thread of the series. That's right? true. We didn't get a crack. We didn't get a mention of the silence. No Pandorica. Nothing, nothing about the Pandorica. Nothing about, nothing about the overarching theme of the series. However, we do have the overarching relational stuff going on. Character That's development true. stuff. This was a character mm-hmm. building episode, this which bottle shows show. tend to be. This bottle is shows, a character show. Yes. Bottle, bottle episodes tend to focus on growing your existing characters and doing it on the channel. Like who Amy who would Amy choose and Exactly, <clears throat> which brings us to who's who, right? So um, first of all, we have uh, let let's let's swap this order here. Let's talk about Amy and Rory first, uh, because we, we were already talking about them. So I love the <laughs> I love the bit where the, uh, the dream Lord says that, you know, Amy, Amy had to, has to choose. This is before it was choosing between the realities. It was just the idea of choosing, you know, whether to be with the doctor or to be with Rory. And she's like, I've already made my choice. And Rory's just kind of standing there sheepishly uh-huh. like, and she Rory. looks at him and she goes, it's you dummy. And like slaps him, you know, it's like, no, you're like, <laughs> hits him in the belly. It's you, dummy. Yeah, it's you, dummy. I, I wish she had just like slapped him for no apparent reason. <laughs> well, I mean, what's funny is I, I've heard people really hate on Amy, primarily because of the way she treats Rory. <laughs> and I, I've, I've heard some people say that basically, like Rory and Amy shouldn't have ever ended up together because she doesn't deserve him, basically. <laughs> and you know, part That's of that is like true. when we were when we were in Venice. Uh, I think it was in Venice. She goes, Rory is running to get to them. Or maybe it was this episode. I don't even know. Rory was running to get to Amy and the doctor and Amy and the doctor come running by. And she goes, this way, idiot. And, and just keeps on running. You know, it's like, idiot? Like, you know, he was coming to get you. Like, why are you going to call him an idiot? Um, and, and you know, we, we see that here and there. Um, even the way she was acting in this episode, if if you forget about the ending of it, you know, like the way she's acting towards him, she's like, I chose you dummy. You know, like even when she says you, she's like calling him names and stuff. You always kind of make to add that. Like, yeah. Like what, what? I chose you. Yeah. idiot. And, and I'm just going to like, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think of their, what do you guys think of Amy and Rory? I'm I think it's an who. odd situation. How so? Like, it's like Rory said, you snuck off with a month. Another man the <laughs> night before my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That's not ideal. I mean. At all. <laughs> yeah. What? It's kind of like she's running away from the relationship, but Ooh, at the same wow. time not wanting him to really notice. Yeah, like, she kind of said that at the end of the episode. She's like, wait. This uh, episode? Uh, yeah. He said something like, you ran away. 
the, the night of before our wedding. And she's like, it was a time machine. I can come back to the night before our wedding anytime. Yeah, so she doesn't ever own up to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he's like, we can't keep running from this forever. And she's like, says who? <laughs> So, okay, so in, in, the, in the episode, what was Rory's choice? Uh, what, what, which choice, which reality did he choose? The one really. the ponytail. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. He chose that <laughs> the one. The ponytail universe, yeah. <laughs> he chose that one, but he kind of ended up dying in it anyway. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, if it had been up to him instead of up to Amy... Like, he was pushing for that universe the whole time, that reality the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, don't you just feel it? You know, it's 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 great here. It's quiet. It's restful. It's safe. You know, still would have been right because they were both fake. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is his choice was the life that is five years removed from the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm with the woman I love. We got married. We're about to have a, a baby. We're starting a family. We're living in this tiny little village where nothing crazy ever happens. It's just safe, right? And the doctor, obviously, seems to be leaning in the other direction, right? He yeah. just wants his old life back with companions and stuff. I wonder what his new companion, though, was five years in the future. Yeah, apparently he didn't have one. Because he didn't <laughs> walk out with the companion. Like, if right. I was in a dream where... Right. Well, we know that, that he, he travels alone sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes, happens. but not yeah. for... F- yeah, he has a time machine, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, the I idea... I was going to say, not for five years. Oh, wait. Right, that's true. <laughs> it may not have been five years for him. Yeah, yeah it, may what, been, it may have been five minutes. He may have just said goodbye to them and decided to jump five years in the future and see them for some reason. Or didn't he say in the dream there was an accident? Yeah. <laughs> While they were sitting on the bench, yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. So, so, uh, so Rory wants that life. He wants the safe, calm, mm-hmm. relaxed life. Start With a family. Amy. Have a baby. That's the life that he wants. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what, which, which reality does Amy seem to be leaning towards? The one with or, Rory in it. I mean, before that. Before she makes the choice at the end. The Does one she, it, where he can, where she can, be with both of them. The one ooh, with that's both. Way to put it. The one yeah. with both people. She wants to exist, having all the adventure while having Which life all. Which she want? Yeah, stop being so selfish, Rory. You think <laughs> she just wants to be with the doctor? No, she wants to be with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but what life does she want? Does she want the calm life? She wants the adventurous. Happy go lucky, let's go run around life. Yeah. She she wants to see the world. She wants to see the planets. She wants to see space and time and all those kinds of things. Which Rory, makes sense because I would love to do that too. I mean, yeah. But Rory is just looking at okay, but we almost died a couple times before. Oh, so that's like into the past adventure, just the last one alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my point. Is you know, like it's dangerous out there. Uh, and and I just kind of want to like live my life with you, mm. and she like well trip like you said she wants both. I don't think she wants uh, Rory and the Doctor as much as she wants the idea of the Doctor, like the life of being with the Doctor. Like she's not. I don't think that I think this episode pretty much nails down that we're no longer dealing with a love triangle. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with. Her and what she wants and her adventures. No, no, no. Uh, what I mean is we're not dealing with her being 
like choosing between Rory and the doctor <laughs> as far as relationships. She's already choosing chose. between your fiance or random person you just met. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, she, I think that's over. So she chooses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. And like we really put the nail in the coffin because when he dies, she turns on the doctor. <laughs> like, we are both dying now. What? What? But do you remember the line though? This is a devastating line for a companion to deliver to the doctor. She's like, fix him. That's what you do. Fix him. And he's like, I can't. I don't always fix everyone and I can't fix everyone. I can't fix this. And she says, then what is the point of you? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Calm down. Wowzers. Wowzers. You know, and so all of a sudden you can't fix all of my problems. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, how about just fix this one big problem? Like the 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 man that I now realize I love more than anything else. Just like disintegrated into a pile of dust. Yeah, man, how it. brutal was that? I don't know. <laughs> Definitely just the snap all over again. Uh, yeah. Well, well except Stark, the Stark, I don't want to go. Yeah, that's right. Hey, once again, Doctor Who did it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive team up <laughs> episode with everyone from multiple uh, shows and timelines. Doctor Who did it first. People which crumbling is, into dust. Which is like the vaguest Doctor overview of that episode and <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, what? it is. Uh, Put them but side to side and it's a shot for shot remake of both of the movies. <laughs> so Amy has all of a sudden losing Rory has made her realize what she has in Rory, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I think this is gonna be uh, this this represents a major, major turning point kind of in their in their relationship. So um, I want to I want to jump to our next um, our next segment here on can we talk about real quick because I'm, I'm kind of leading into that. However, I got to remind you that Patreon, uh, excuse me, Patreon is brought to you by Noobs of the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like you and like Victor and Jared through Patreon.com. Uh, if you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, that's all we ask. Uh, you can join for as little as a dollar a month as an Amelia patron. You can start at $5 a month and be on the Amy tier, tier, Amy tier, like level, not crying and teary. I don't know what happened there. Um, and at the Amy tier, you'll get a, uh, a shout out on the show each week. $12 a month means you're our very own river song and you are always there for us. And we appreciate it. $15 a month makes you a hosting host where you'll get a chance to guest host on an upcoming episode. So go to patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian become a supporter of family-friendly independent media today. All right, so can we talk about the doctor as a matchmaker? All right, I realized something this this go-round with this episode. Amy and Rory had a dilemma, had a choice to make, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Dream Lord decided the choice was going to be Amy's. I just realized another level of my thought process here. So it's Amy's choice, right? Mm-hmm. Amy has to choose between what? What did we say? The Doctor and Rory. Essentially. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Life with Rory versus life with the Doctor, which includes Rory. But still. But it's, not but it's life, life with, with the Doctor. But the five years in the future still can include the Doctor. Like, Apparently. Apparently. He can come back sure. sometimes. I think they, had a, they wouldn't have been rushing off with him in the TARDIS after that if she was still pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but did the doctor have a choice to make? 
did the doctor have to, excuse me, was the doctor trying to figure out which reality was real? The whole episode. I, I don't think so, because it was Probably not. him, I'm sure, at some point. Like, he knew who the Dream Lord was. Okay, when did he say that? When yeah, he said, I'm the Dream Lord. Uh, no, remember, there was a point where he said, I know who you are. And he says, you do. And he says, yes, there's no one else in the universe that hates me as much as you. Oh. Which, he first says of all, that when the grannies start which, attacking. First of all, yes, exactly. First of all, back under the topic of who's who, the doctor hates himself more than anyone else in the universe could possibly hate him. Ouch. Sad doctor. Sad doctor. All right. So, yeah, about midway through the episode, mm -hmm. he knows who the Dream Lord is, i.e. he knows it's him, which means what? And my thinking, he knew at that moment that both were a dream. Both yeah. realities were a dream. Because But right? he doesn't like, know... They die in one universe, they wake up in the other, and the first thing he does, he's like, okay, now we gotta die in this universe again. Yeah. Because they're both fake. There was, there's no thinking, he just knew immediately. My thought is that once he figured out who the Dream Lord was, i.e. himself, mm -hmm. that he then realized both realities were a dream. Which is why he let Amy choose. Boom. Yeah. And who, I'm sorry, actually, who let Amy choose? The Dream the doc Lord. The Dream Lord. The Dream Lord, which is the, the, doc the Doctor, right? So in the deep, dark recesses of the Doctor's mind and personality this person the dream lord made amy choose which reality she wanted to to live in remember what happened in the last episode why did they go to venice so that amy and rory could have like a romantic thing together but why so uh, that amy wouldn't like the doctor anymore well yeah. to to Put her and, and Rory together, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, what you were saying. But but more importantly, remember he said uh, in the episode right before that, he said, we've got to get you sorted out right now. Mm -hmm. We've got to go get Rory. We've got to get you two together. We've got to get this figured out. And in, and in Vampires of Venice, we made some progress, right? Mm -hmm. But then apparently right on the heels of that, ostensibly, because we don't have any you know, this is the next episode, so we assume that it's very soon after the Vampires of Venice. We have the Doctor's subconscious mind developing this incredibly devious way of making Amy choose. And in the end, Rory dies. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily that the Doctor killed Rory in the dream 100% for sure. I mean, you could say that because it was the doctor's dream, so maybe he even set that up. But he certainly put them in a position where... She had to choose. Right, and that she would realize what she would lose if she lost Rory. Mm -hmm. And so she comes out of this whole terrible situation saying, it's Rory. It's got to be Rory. It's Rory from now on. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's... To me, that is that's that's a huge part of kind of that that ongoing storyline. And is that's that when what you, the doctor wanted, right? Is that when you remember when you remember that the the doctor it was the doctor's dream all along, mm -hmm. and he realized halfway through the whole situation 
who the Dream Lord really was, that he probably had it all figured out. And so everything he's doing from that point on is pushing Amy towards making this choice and pushing her to recognize who Rory is to her, even to the point where he lied about the cold star. Mm-hmm. Did y'all catch that? He was yeah. like, no, no, no. You know, the, the a star can be cold. That's fine. Right? But then when they die in the first dream, he's like, ah, the physics here are all wrong. Cold stars, that's ridiculous. We've got to blow up the TARDIS. So he lied to her about the cold star just to keep everything off balance, right? Just to make it so it wasn't easy for her to make a choice. The only reason she made a choice, by the way, like we said, she made the wrong choice somewhat, is what we originally think. Mm -hmm. She made a choice based simply on Rory being gone. She said, Mm -hmm. if Rory is gone from this reality, I don't want to live in this reality anymore. So I either want to die here and wake up there, or I just want to die here. I don't want to be without Rory. Sad. Yeah, right? Like, that's pretty intense. That is and pretty also, intense. Amy takes the doctor with her. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make this choice for you. Yeah. Well, it You're was going to die now. Amy's choice, supposedly. Right. So. Well, right. yes, supposedly. Right. All right, so, uh, Corbin, you had a note here? Other stuff we noticed? Well, this was just a quote I really liked. Uh, we, were, we were rewound this one several times. Like three times because we couldn't understand uh-huh. what you were saying. So uh, they're uh, sitting on the bench talking, and they're just like clearly like bored, I guess. Bored little town. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> the doctor says, what do you do to keep back the... Amy says, boredom. He says, self-harm. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us down to our classic Who connection. Uh, Jared's got uh, quite a quite a few little things uh, to mention here, one of which uh, is, is an interesting tidbit about the Doctor that I was never aware of. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. Jared here with your classic Who connections for Amy's Choice. Let's start off with the fact that the Doctor is a vegetarian, or at least he's Accused of being a vegetarian, if you can be accused of that. That was the one that I had no clue about. (laughs) Uh, By the Dream Lord. In fact, at one point, the Doctor was a vegetarian, if only for a short while. So back in the serial, the two Doctors, we've got the sixth Doctor and his companion, Perry. And he said at the end of that serial that they would eat a vegetarian diet from then on. You see, what had happened was that they had narrowly escaped death from creatures who viewed humans as food. And after being hunted to be eaten, he didn't really like that and didn't want to do it to others or other animals. Mm. But it seems that he quickly dropped this vegetarian stance, certainly by the Ninth Doctor, because we see the Ninth Doctor ordering a steak. I believe that was uh, Boomtown. I think Russell T. Davies Mm -hmm. didn't really carry on the vegetarian uh, line there. In the TARDIS, when it's getting colder, they're back in the TARDIS. I think it's like the second or third time that they're back in the TARDIS uh, dream state. And we see the doctor. He's got a mug in his hand, and he's going down below the console underneath. And he goes to a box, and in that box seems like a bunch of junk. He grabs maybe some tools out of it. Uh, But uh, 
on the door of that box. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for pointing this out because I didn't notice it. And it seems like with Moffat, it pays to pay attention to the details, the little things, because they put in some fun little Easter eggs here. And so what that box says is TARDIS. Underneath that, time and relative dimension in space. Underneath that, it says build site, Gallifrey, black hole shipyard. Then type 40, build date 1963. Then authorized for use by qualified time lords only by the shadow proclamation. And finally, misuse or theft of any TARDIS will result in extreme penalties and permanent exile. So this raises a lot of questions, at least to me. I mean, first of all, we've talked about before how Susan says she came up with TARDIS, well, yeah, came up with TARDIS from time and relative dimension in space. But here it is printed on the plaque that's saying when it was built. And so, or the box, rather. And so, you know, okay, well, who came up with it? Who named it? Was she just taking credit for it to sound cool in front of Ian and Barbara? You know, I don't really know. So it uh, it raises some questions. Oh, and also the build date of 1963. We see the Doctor. We joined the Doctor in 1963, and he's uh, on Earth. So what? He took the TARDIS and sailed off from Gallifrey, or flew or time traveled off from Gallifrey (laughs) and going out to see the whole big world because he was so antsy, he was so excited to go see it. And he goes to Earth and that's it. We're jumping in on his first uh, excursion. You know, it it certainly seems like the doctor has been traveling around a lot more than just that. Um, Of course, it's also a time machine. So who knows? And for that matter, why are they going by Earth years? Okay, that's what I was getting ready to point out. Mm-hmm. This is not 1963 Earth time. This is 1963 in Gallifrey and the Black Hole Shipyards. Duh. It's a whole different time scale. Shouldn't Gallifrey have its own measure of time? Anyway, uh, so it just, it's its really cool that they've got it there and, and it's fun to see, but uh, it brings up a lot of questions in, to me. But we're going to move on. Uh, because we just we could spend all day on that alone. So the retirement home is called the Sarn Residential Care Home. We have a couple of times when the name Sarn is also used. The Fifth Doctor serial Planet of Fire was set on the planet Sarn. And Sarn was the name of a character in the Seventh Doctor serial Time and the Rainy. So, but neither the TARDIS wiki or I could find any real connection for using that name. And so maybe it just was a coincidence or maybe they, they liked the name Sarn, you know, remembered it from those serials and liked it and just sort of threw it in there. So let's talk about the Dream Lord real quick, because there was a reoccurring character that was very similar to the Dream Lord in Classic Who. We have the Seventh Doctor and he often goes up against a Time Lord-esque character called the Valyard. And he could teleport around easily, much like the Dream Lord could. And he was, according to the Master, made up of the Doctor's darker character traits, darker sides. And so he, he, was, he was a very similar character to the Dream Lord, although except trying to, not trying to kill, well, he was trying to kill him because the Valyard's main purpose was to try and take away the Doctor's remaining regenerations. So he was really trying to kill him as as the Dream Lord was. And a lot of people, after seeing what was coming with the next episode when these were first airing, 
thought that the Dream Lord was gonna, going to be another uh, regeneration of the Valyard. Uh, but obviously they gave him a different name and a uh, little bit different uh, character and, and uh, function and purpose. So, uh, but that was interesting. They definitely really borrowed from that uh, classic Who uh, concept and story. All right, let me let me jump in and, and explain something. Um, he he was hinting at it there. Do you guys have a, a have a good grasp on who the Valyard is? No, Valyard. Really. I okay. mean, based I imagine, off of what he just said, I imagine he was somehow made by, like, made from the Doctor in some way. Because so like, the way he is described is he is a future incarnation of the Doctor. Okay. Yeah. And and Jared and I had a little email exchange back and forth. Um, so so the idea is it's supposed to be like he said, all of like the worst traits of the Doctor get for whatever reason embodied in this future incarnation of the Doctor, and then for whatever reason he goes back to um, to try and steal the incarnations away from a previous incarnation of himself. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't fully get it. I'm actually trying to watch some of it right now. That's why y'all saw that I was watching like season 23. That's where the value appears. And, and quick correction. I believe it's the sixth doctor. I think Jared said the seventh doctor, but I, I'm pretty sure it's the, the sixth doctor uh, that goes up against the Valyard. And so the crazy thing about him is, is I was thinking, well, if he's a future incarnation, like an evil incarnation of the doctor, like we've got to see him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like one of these. And I, what I told Jared is I was like, here's what I want to see. I want to see them do a season where he becomes the value or she becomes the, like, what if, what if 13, you know, a couple years from now when she regenerates, she regenerates into the Valyard, and we spend a whole season with the doctor being the bad guy. Mm. I desperately want to see that. Where and, and so maybe you take you take the existing uh, companions and they try to convince him, you know, like this isn't who you really are, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and 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 that becomes the struggle, right? So we see the we see everything dark that everything about the doctor that ever makes us worry, like when mm-hmm. Tenant went off the deep end, you know, we're going to see more of that kind of stuff. Imagine all of that becoming who the doctor is. Mm but he's this character of the Valyard. And I was like, I would love to see that. I then did a little bit more reading and realized that the Valyard is supposed to be an incarnation of the doctor between his 12th and final incarnations. So now all of a sudden my plans are jacked up because that would mean he should have appeared between Capaldi and Whitaker. Mm. So now I'm like, ah, what? <laughs> So I'm like, we need to have like a backup one where it turns out that like um, he regenerated into the Valyard, but like that got erased from his memory. We somehow just skipped over that part something. or something. Yeah. And that's why he has more regenerations than he should. Something. I don't know. I yeah. just, I think you, you know, uh, back in the, the 70s or whenever this episode aired, uh, might have been the 80s actually. I'm sure they had no concept that they would still be going, that they would actually make it to, to 12 incarnations and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so they just threw it out like as far flung into the future as they, as they conceivably could with no real intention of like picking it up. But I can't believe the current showrunners haven't done mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So, 
So at any rate, let's let's see what else Jared's got to say here. Now, while the doctor was trying to figure out or everyone was trying to figure out why they all were having the same dream. This is uh, when they're back in the TARDIS after the first dream and the doctor said it was a nightmare and Rory said, oh, I had a dream also, but it wasn't a nightmare. Anyway, so when they're talking about what was going on, the doctor just casually mentions that, well, maybe they jumped a time track. Maybe that was an explanation for what was going on. And this was actually the opening premise that they jumped a time track in the first Doctor's serial, The Space Museum. And jumping a bit forward back to the episode of Amy's Choice, the Doctor talks about uh, disagreeing with the TARDIS manual, which he doesn't have anymore because he threw it into a black hole. Uh, So you can actually watch the fourth Doctor disagreeing with the TARDIS instruction manual in the serial, The Pirate Planet. So he doesn't throw it into a black hole there, but he does rip pages out of it. So that did actually happen in the... in the timeline of the doctor. That's hilarious. And finally, we have uh, one minor mention about the swimming pool and the TARDIS. And I went looking for, okay, wh- when's the swimming pool uh, first mentioned? Is that a new who? Is that a classic who thing? Uh, the earliest mention of the pool that I can find is back with the fourth doctor when his companion, Leela, went for a swim in the pool. So there you have it. All right. Uh, that's, that's what I got for you as far as classic who connections. And... I'd say, I, I got to tell you, for a rating, I, it's it's going to be high for me. I, I loved, loved, loved this one. I love the stories where it's messing with your mind the whole time. You're not sure what's what. I remember the first time I watched it, I was actually surprised by uh, the the fact that both of them were dreams. So um, it it uh, I wasn't, uh, it, it caught me off guard and that was a really cool surprise. I was like, oh man, why didn't I see that coming? So this, I thought they did it really well. Thought it was well acted. Had a, the Dream Lord uh, was just well cast and, and characterized. Just everything about it, I thought it was a fantastic. Uh, did a fantastic job with this one. So uh, it's we've had some amazing ones with the Weeping Angels, Blink, and all that. That I've given a ten. Uh, I'm. This isn't to me. It, it's it's really close. Wow. It's it's you know you're splitting hairs. So I'm going to give it a 9.8. It doesn't, Whoa. to me, rate quite as high as my favorite ones, but it's really up there and, and very well done. And as far as creep level goes, having all the elderly people playing host to these animals who are, or, or creatures to the creatures, I mean, that's, it, it didn't play out as creepy. I wasn't there like afraid for anyone or anything within the story. But uh, psychologically, definitely creepy, especially the fact that they just destroyed a group of kids who are out playing. I mean, that that's not cool. And and this idea that you could be trapped in a dream, that you're stuck there and, and, and you have to uh, figure out which one is real and which one is fake and everything feels like real life and all that. Again, psychologically creepy. So it 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 it, it played with my mind enough for me to just go right in the middle, right at 250 for the creep level. I know that's probably going to be high, but um, you you guys know that I rate higher for the uh, psychological creep level and rather than actually being freaked out sitting in my chair. Uh, there you go. There's the There are my ratings for the episode. And I'd like to thank, of course, I've already mentioned the TARDIS Wikia for lots of the information and lots of help there on this one. And for thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Hello, noobs. 
Dang it. <laughs> I gotta that, always, that always happens. I hit it that time. All right. Uh, so, wow. Jared coming out of the gate strong with a 9.8, but he didn't tell us what. 9.8 out of 10 what, Jared? Jared. Are we just, are we just supposed to know? Or like, <laughs> what the world? Anyways. Uh, Corbin, what do you, you want to give it? Since you stole mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I thought this was a really, a really solid episode. Not, not like my favorite. I don't think it was nine territory really, but it was, okay. it was good. And the plot twist. Oh, they were both dreams. I didn't see that one coming. Definitely. Right. So I'm going to say this is definitely an uh, 8.5 creepy eyeballs. <laughs> I was going to say mouth eyeballs, but... <laughs> mouth balls. I, I might change it to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trip, what do you got, man? I'm going to go last. I'll let you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, the, the twist, I, yeah, didn't didn't see coming. I love it when a twist gets me. Um, so very often it's hard to keep the twist under wraps completely. Uh-huh. Like You have to be consistent with it, but not that's give true. it away. And that's so hard to do. And... Um, I did not see it coming at all, uh, so I really, I really enjoyed that. Actually, I rewatched this ahead uh, a couple, maybe a month ago or so, and I forgot. <laughs> so it got me again because <laughs> it had been so long since I saw it. I was like, "Oh, that's right, yeah, the thing." So, uh, yeah, fantastic episode, and I'll talk more about my thoughts on the dream within a dream kind of thing in a minute. But uh, for right now, I'm going to give it eight point five out of ten grains of psychic pollen all right trip come on man hit us with it what you got what you got i'm gonna say right before i tell you anything going into this like before even seeing the next time just hearing amy's choice right i knew just from the get-go it was gonna be a 10 i just (laughs) i just heard it when that's you're I'm like, watching that. That's gonna be a good I've one. heard of judging a book by its cover, but that is like judging an episode entirely. by its title. <laughs> like just hearing Amy's choice, like I just knew it was gonna be a good episode. Okay. I think if I showed this to my friends, it would be it would still hold up. It would be a good episode to yeah. watch. And it has a lot of character development. And just by seeing the next time, I'm like, okay, this is this is this is a 10. Like, there's no... You can't explain it any differently. It's just one of those things you know. So I'm so going to give it a... When, so when all you knew was the title, what did you think she was going to be choosing? Between the doctor yeah, and... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. Good deal. All right, well, go ahead with your creep level then. Oh, oh, I didn't say how... Uh, 10 out of 10 grannies. I, oh, I didn't ten tell out, you. 10 out of 10 grannies. Okay. Which is weird. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, with aliens I don't, this was kind of creepy. Like, I didn't think going into this it would be creepy. I honestly thought it would just be, like, kind of a normal-ish episode, which is kind of what it was. I mean, mouth balls, mouth Thank eyeballs, you. whatever you want to call them. The, the part that got me, though, was like Jared said, like, you can't just do that. You can't just dust little kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the kind of existential horror of you can't defend yourself from these. Like, as we saw, the granny got hit by a board and broke the board, and all it did was <laughs> knock her over. Yeah. In and then later we see her get up. Yeah. So, like, just seeing that you can't stop something. 
just to me it's creepy. So I'm going to give it 210 creep balls. 210 out of 500. Corbin, what do you got? Uh, I'm just realizing, I remember thinking early on in the episode when he's like, y'all are old, like really old. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're doing something with this. And then later we see the dusted kids and I'm like, they're old. They're really old. They just killed a bunch of kids. They're draining their life forces. Right. And that wasn't really the case. I was slightly confused Mm -hmm. by that. It's just like, no, they're just killing them because there's no particular reason they're just killing people because why no not? they wanted to kill them because their race was destroyed and now they have to live off of people yeah but i mean they didn't have to kill those people and i thought mm-hmm. it was going to be something like they yeah, have I to kill those people that, that's not even what it was though no so huh. that that was weird i thought that so much that i thought that's what it turned out to actually be but yeah you're right they never said yeah, that no it didn't seem to be the case weird. at all yeah, that's true, that's true. But, um, I, this was a creepy one. It's like, it, eyeballs coming out of mouths. It, <laughs> that, weird. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're weird old people. They're probably aliens of some sort. No, they're just old people with aliens inside they're of them. They're not old people. Haven't we seen skins. that? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> the husks. Uh, so this is probably <laughs> a Didn't solid... we hear them talk, though? Yeah, they did, I think. So did yeah. the eyeball control them? I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what they were doing, I guess. But uh, I'm going to say this creepy. is like 200. It was very creepy. 200 out of 500? Yes. All right, so um, listening to Jared give his his creep level rating reminded me that um, I one thing that I hate about this episode, like in a good way, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit of a sleep condition mm-hmm. that... We've had fun amongst our family discussing on various occasions where I will occasionally wake up, but still be in my dream. Like you'll wake up and you'll still see things will like be changed. Like the bed will turn into a monster or the dresser (laughs) will be a stand. For example, for example. Uh, I had um, I had a dream one time that we were in some kind of submarine under the sea. This was back when it was just me and mom. You guys weren't mm-hmm. around yet, and uh, we were we were driving around in our little, our little submarine. And then when I opened up my eyes and looked around the room, I looked at what was a television set in a hotel, and my mind saw that as a synonymy. And I looked over and the, the blankets that were on my legs were waves lapping up on my legs because now I was on the beach for some reason. It's a dream. It didn't have to make sense. It's a, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I've had this, I've had this, uh, all kinds of fun with this. My brain decided to get really devious several years ago. Thankfully, I don't have this as much anymore. But several years ago, I would start having nightmares that involved me being in my bed. nice so then i would wake up in my bed where the scary thing was just happening okay and the classic Uh. example i had this dream probably half a dozen times over the years is a snake trying to get Uh. trying to get your mom right so inevitably what will happen is i will sense that you know there's a snake slithering behind my head and i will turn around in the bed and i'll grab my i don't know why but i will always grab my pillow and trap the, the the snake with my pillow and uh can you imagine trying to pin a snake down 
with a pillow. With a pillow? That doesn't no work. Bed. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, you can't okay. just grab it. You can't grab its head like uh, you do. No, because in, in the dream, like, you know, like if I grab it, it's going to bite me or something. So I just but grab my pillow and it. I just push it down on the thing. Ooh, so then no, it's squirming I, away. So I you have to like up. sit on it. <laughs> right. So inevitably I wake up holding my pillow, pressing it against the bed. And I now, I know that I'm awake. But there's still a snake there. But there's still a snake there. Yeah. I mean, like, I've always I've had, been awake. I've had your mom talking to me, saying, what's wrong? And I'm going, there's a snake. And she's like, there's not a snake. You're, you're dreaming. And I'm like, I, and I, ha- I have said these words. I have said these words. I know I'm dreaming, but there's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm dreaming. I know that the snake is not real, but I and I know that it is a dream. But I but cannot it, change the fact that my mind says there is a snake. There's right. a snake. So all that Still to say, snake. I hate this concept of <laughs> falling asleep and waking up and never knowing if you're in a dream or reality. And then, of course, it turns out that they were both a dream. Yeah, the back and forth. No, this is real. No, this is yeah. real. No, this one is real. And so then when I'll, they wake up, so I'll, I'll tell it's you. Still a dream. Um, I, I can't stand uh, uh, like psycho- psychological thriller movies that deal with that. Inception kind of does this. The whole dream within a dream. So somebody wakes up and they think now they're in the real world, but really it turns out it's another dream. You know, and and movies will do mm-hmm. this with things like um, uh, dreams or holograms or, you know, different things like that. Everything is fake. Like right. Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, where everything was fake. I was just getting ready. I was just giving you the eyes that said, don't mention the movie we just saw two days ago. Um, So at any rate, spoiler alert. Um, So at any rate, I can't stand it when you have the, the, the dream that you can't ever wake out of, wake Mm -hmm. up out of, or I've had that before. Right. I've had that. It's like, what you I'm wake up, is, you think you're awake, but then you're like, yeah. no, I'm not awake. But then you think you're still awake. So, and then when you actually wake up, you still think you're not awake. You're confusing. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden it's like, what is reality? And then and you go back to sleep. That's exactly what they were facing here. And so I hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give this 400 out of 500 creep lovers wow. because this is, mm, I hate to say my worst nightmare, but it is. <laughs> like, it is the nightmare of which I have nightmares. <laughs> Great, right, now so you're going to have nightmares about this. That's tonight. right. So let's get into our theories. So we started off, Corbin, saying that the crack will appear in every episode. We had to massage that to appear in every story, and then we had to further massage it to feature in every story. Nope. <laughs> No, it's so still not true. Again, your general idea is correct that this is going to be a major ongoing theme, uh, but uh, the basics is true. That's but right. that's right. However, uh, the the rest of Corbin's theory is that we're going to find out that the new paradigm Daleks or Davros are responsible for the crack, and then you add it in and the silence. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see, trip. Uh, anything to add to that, Corbin? I mean, we don't have anything to... No, I mean, we didn't get, like, 
anything about it this episode. Mm-hmm. So. We really haven't right. gotten anything right. about it in a bit. Uh, so let's see. Um, I guess we need to take this one off. Trip thinks the crack has something to do with Amy not remembering the stolen Earth, stolen Earth incident. We already know that. Yeah, that's correct. Um, that, that's there's true. nothing further really to, to... Yeah, you can't add on to Add that. to that. Yeah, he was just correct. Uh, Trip thinks the crack is the end of the universe in the way that it's the end of a sidewalk and that the crack is in the wall of the universe. Uh, and so we, nothing, nothing new there. Trip also thinks the star whale is significant, and we'll see it again. Anything to add? Um, Still waiting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just gotta wait till something happens. <laughs> Very good. All right, so that brings us to our listener input. Uh, did, was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss as far as theories? Um, I mean, like I said, there's nothing new. Yeah, there's nothing. So there's unless nothing you guys have just thought of something. On. All right, so for listener input, uh, James Kennison over at That Story Show turned me on to an awesome uh, resource, tool, mm-hmm. let's call it, uh, that is allowing us to tap into our international iTunes reviews. I, what does that mean? I didn't think about this. James said he didn't think about it either for a long time. There, when you go to iTunes, you're going to the iTunes U.S. store. Oh. If you live in the UK, it's a different iTunes. If you live in Canada or China or Australia, China, I don't know if they have China. iTunes in China, but each each region or country has their own iTunes. So, so I ran a quick scan and realized we have two international reviews that I was not aware of. So, uh, so for those two listeners, I apologize. The first one is Dean. Uh, I'm going to leave his last name off. It's actually on the review here, but I'm just going to leave it off. Anyway, Dean from Australia back in December 5th, 2018. So almost a year ago. Oh, hey, we didn't know. We didn't know that international yeah. reviews. Um, he says, I'm only a few episodes in, but I've enjoyed each one. I enjoy it mainly because it's not an in-depth deep dive. Instead, it's a conversation between a father who's watched the new who once before <clears throat> and is rewatching it with his two uh, children who are watching it for the first time. That's an awesome way to work the tagline mm-hmm. in there, man. <laughs> you summed this up. <coughs> he says, uh, some of the insights are quite impressive, and I'll never look at Willy Wonka the same way again. <laughs> so, well done, Corbin. I've converted someone. <laughs> uh, that's not the, the first person to ever mention that, by the way. Um, and then back on November 3rd, 2018, uh, the Turquoise Flamingo is the username okay, from, from Canada. Uh, left us a review November 3rd, 2018. Five stars. This podcast is awesome. Keep making more. I'm glad that we didn't stop and let her down. Because then we would have found this review and we would have said, oh, crap, we were supposed to keep making more. (laughs) So, Turquoise Flamingo, thank you so much. Sorry uh, to you and to Dean that we did not um, see these I've never thought of that. Like, I never thought. Yeah, me either. However, I am now remembering, I think Dean emailed me a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't realize he left this review. But Dean, if you're the guy that I think you are, didn't you email me a long, long time ago? Probably probably right around December 5th of 2018, if I, <laughs> if I had to guess. So uh, thank you, guys. That was the, the two new reviews. However, um, those were old new reviews. So uh, so we're into October. So we, we missed our quota for September, guys. We didn't get a new review mm-hmm. in September, which means now we got to get two in October so we can keep up with our average. Or... Every other month, 
Quiet it's you. It's happened already. Quiet Just you. Quiet. Uh, so at any rate, uh, if you if your birth month is October, we want to hear from you. If your birth month is not October, don't Just, wait. Yeah. Let's hear from you anyway. So send us a review. And again, you can send it to us at iTunes or anywhere that you found us. Wherever you found us, that's where we want you to leave a review. Uh, wherever you found us, head over to facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian and leave us a review there as well because that helps us with our visibility. The more people that see us there. And by the way, if you're not following us at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian, um, you can follow us there. We do post there occasionally. Um, interesting stuff that I see across the web. Sometimes we just do some fun stuff and um, you know, you'll know you'll miss out on a little bit of that. So uh, we are still on that mission to get one new review each month for 2019. So help us to meet that goal by giving us two in October. That brings us to the game plan. All right, so we have been chugging along through Series 5. We mentioned that the next special episode is going to be a classic Who Rewind featuring the third Doctor story called The Terror of the Autons, and that's going to be at the uh, the end of the series. So we're going to wrap up Series 5, <coughs> and then we'll do that uh, classic Who Rewind. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Are you dying over there? Uh, I'm trying not to. That's the thing. Uh, so that uh, makes me, as, as we're, we're thinking ahead, we're looking ahead, um, we've, we've got some fun stuff that we're coming up on. So uh, make sure that you are following us at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. There may be some fun stuff uh, that pops up in the feed this week. And uh, barring that, oh, I do know that we have a 0.5 episode that Jared submitted to us uh, about Adric. So if you, like us, were curious about Adric and his whole situation, that's going to be coming out later on this week, probably Wednesday, as episode 71.5. So Jared spent a good uh, 15 minutes or so talking about Adric and why he is so dang important and why a lot of people just didn't like him. So um, look forward to that. But then also remember that this week coming up, you got to schedule in some extra time because we got a two-parter. Series 5, episodes 8 and 9, The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. So make sure... That you watch those and join us next time as we discuss those. Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. Trip Reason. Our production editor is this other guy. Corbin Reason. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wakia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs to Jared and Victor for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian. Full show notes and more over at NoobsInTheWhovian.com. You can email us at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com and consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian. Please subscribe wherever you found us. Leave us a, a rating and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Beep, whip.